The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. Hey there, my friend, and welcome to episode 107 here on the podcast where we're talking all things main lesson block learning. Main lesson blocks are a way of planning and organizing lessons around a central topic or theme. And you might be wondering, what is a main lesson block anyway? So, The easiest way to bring main lesson block learning to your homeschool is to plan for a block or unit of study that's around anywhere from three to six weeks, during which you're going to focus on one subject. These main lesson blocks can be holistic, interdisciplinary, with arts, sciences, history, literature, all interwoven into the topic of the block. Now, the subjects for these main lesson blocks are chosen to suit a child's developmental stage. And Rudolf Steiner, who was the founder of the very first Waldorf School back in 1919, he created a list of main lesson block topics by grade that many schools and homeschoolers refer to today. These topics have evolved over the years, of course, and as homeschoolers, we have flexibility in choosing topics to suit our particular children. But if you want to see the traditional list of main lesson blocks, I'll link to uh, a Waldorf block rotation for grades one through eight that I have over on my website. I'll link to that in the show notes. And you can find those show notes at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 107. 
Now, let's look at the morning main lesson and how we begin to plan and teach in this way using main lesson block learning. The main lesson generally takes place each morning for about an hour or two. Now, this varies. Of course, it might depend on a family schedule or other things, but generally, most of us are freshest in the morning, so that's when we bring the main lesson. Now, one topic is the focus, as I said, during this main lesson time. So just for example, something like the topic might be something like animal fables, farming and gardening, or ancient civilizations, a particular ancient civilization even, like ancient, like ancient Egypt or Rome or something like that. So, so next comes the question of how exactly does a main lesson look in a homeschool setting? So I thought the best way might be to start by giving a description of the setup for main lesson block learning. Let's start with the supplies, just so you can begin to create a visual of how this might look if you want to bring more of this into your homeschooling. So here are some of the supplies you might want to have on hand. A chalkboard for drawing and writing a story summary. Index cards or little cards of some sort with poems and verses and songs written on them for your warm-up time a basket of bean bags, the story material for the day from a book of your choosing, an idea of the drawing that you would like to do to highlight the story, some modeling beeswax or clay that it would be great to have on hand to keep the little hands busy during the storytelling time, recorders or other instruments for music, and a candle to create a mood of reverence. Now, for a description of main lesson block learning in action, here's what a homeschool day might look like using this approach. To begin with, you might signal that it's time to start lessons by playing a tune on the recorder. It's better than hollering up the stairs, believe me. <laughs> You could pick a song and stick with that song for the season or even a whole year. This beginning ritual can be adjusted based on the ages of our children, the ages uh, of your children and what works in your home. But it's just a really nice way to indicate that it's time to begin. So next comes a, a warm-up time of sorts, commonly called circle time, but I think warm-up time is often uh, more appealing to children as they get older because many don't like thinking of circle time as being part of their schooling. At our house, we would warm up with a variety of activities right in the middle of our living room. Songs, clapping games, stepping out rhymes, counting or multiplication, recitation, beanbag passing or tossing that was often done uh, to the verse of a poem, to the rhythm of a poem. <laughs> Again, this will vary greatly depending on the ages of your children. 
you can lead a verse, a few verses and songs that are familiar each time and then weave some new ones in as well. And we all benefit from warming up our bodies and our minds so that we can come together as a group. I often think of it as warming up our our bodies so that our minds can focus. Warm-up time or circle time creates a container for a surprising amount of skills development. Children are learning foundational skills doing these activities. Skills in literacy, math, spatial awareness, all of that during this time. After warming up, you might light a candle, say an opening verse to help everyone focus and be present. Our candle at our house sat on our nature table, so we would just stand in front of that and recite our verse. And I encourage you to find a verse that suits you and your family. After reciting the opening verse, we'd blow out the candle and gather on the couch. Couch time. With more than one child, I found it best to begin with the youngest one's story first, while the older children either listened in or did some work independently. But sometimes we did blocks all together with all ages. And my friend Allison and I have begun developing this concept even more with our book hearth workshops and guides, building an entire main lesson block around just one delicious book. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to find out more about that. So the distinguishing factor here is that all new material is brought through story. In the early years, those stories might be fairy tales, fables, myths. And as children grow, these stories become biographies and autobiographies of men and women in history, stories of significant events or eras. Stories help us to connect with the learning in a really authentic and engaging way. So we start with a story. Next, it's time to come to the table to work on the main lesson book. The educational journey of each block is recorded in main lesson books, which become a wonderful way to record and observe your child's development over the years. Now, of course, you don't have to make a main lesson book for every block, but it is something that I encourage parents to do at least a few times a year, if not each time. These main lesson books replace textbooks and worksheets and uh, help bring the learning alive. Steiner was committed to creating an approach that he described as lively, artistic, and engaging, rather than abstract and dull, which is what he witnessed in the schools of his era. After the story and new material, children often draw a picture into their main lesson book from the narrative that was just shared. The goal here is really to take your time with the drawing, fill the whole page with color, and especially feel into the story. After that, you might look back through the main lesson book at previous stories, talk about how the stories weave together, particularly in the younger years, 
or how the story continues on in the later years when you're bringing a new installment of a story each day. Some days, this might be your stopping point. Other days, you might choose to extend the lesson by reading aloud from a related book, doing another project or activity related to the content, and then might come some math practice, working on a handwork project such as knitting or cross-stitch, or perhaps some nature study outdoors. The next day, then, it's time to review the story from the day before by retelling it together. This is a group effort, so be sure to be involved and tell some parts yourself and then prompt your child to fill in other parts. After recalling, children then can write a summary of yesterday's story next to the picture on the opposite page from the picture that they drew into their main lesson book yesterday or the day before. When the lesson is over for the day, then it's nice to stand, hold hands, and if your child's willing, say a closing verse to signify that main lesson time is over for the day. That's the basic structure of a main lesson block. And at its core is that two-day rhythm where the first day is the story and some sort of artistic activity. And the second day is a review and summary writing. The key rhythm to retain is presenting new material one day, sleeping on it, and then recalling the story or the material the next. If you want to hear more about rhythm, you can check out episode three here on the podcast, all about how to relax into your homeschool rhythm. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. Now, you know what a main lesson block is now, right? So the, this block encompasses all three of these key elements that I mentioned, teaching through story, artistic hands-on activity, and rhythm. What I've loved most about main lesson block learning is how much my children uh, were able to stay engaged. If there happened to be a block that was less interesting to them, I could add in some artistic activities that I knew they loved. And then we got to start over every month or so. That way, their interest stayed fresh, and so did mine. Now, you might be wondering, why does main lesson block learning work? Is there any evidence that this approach is effective? As a matter of fact, many schools beyond the Waldorf movement are now realizing the benefits of block learning. So rather than change subjects every 45, 50 minutes, schools Many schools are now extending learning over a few hours time, staying with one topic for a number of weeks, and then integrating subjects such as history, art, language arts, music, writing, all into that one topic. Studies show that retention is greater with hands-on learning over periods of time, over longer periods of time than it is with tradition, uh, the traditional textbook and test approach. 
You might be familiar, if you've been homeschooling for a while, with the idea of unit studies for homeschooling. A unit study is sometimes called a thematic unit or an integrated unit, and they tend to be very hands-on and focused on a particular topic. The child learns by reading real books, often referred to as living books in the Charlotte Mason approach, and experiencing or discovering about a topic through activities rather than reading uh, a chapter from a textbook. So we can think of main lesson block learning as a specific type of a unit study. And here's a little more about that so you can have a comparison. In, in With main lesson blocks, there's a rhythm to the activities that's similar no matter what the topic is. So here's an example. One of the traditional main lesson blocks in third grade is farming and gardening. In this block, children might start their day reciting verses and songs about farming and gardening. Then comes a story about this topic, perhaps from a culture of people who grow their own food. The story is then followed by an artistic activity such as painting or drawing, depicting a scene from the story. The next day, there's a review and the child writes a summary of the story into a book that they create to record their learning. After this, the child might do some some gardening and planting themselves outdoors in the yard. And in this way, language arts, history, science, and art are all woven into one unit of study. On the other hand, when we look at typical homeschooling unit studies, they often incorporate as many different activities as possible. So a unit study is more of an eclectic mix of activities where the child might look up the topic in an encyclopedia, check a different reference book out from the library, read a work of fiction on the topic, watch a documentary, memorize a poem, and then perhaps do a hands-on craft or uh, some other activity related to the topic. To me, the main difference between a main lesson block and a unit study is summed up by this phrase that I like to use a lot. I, I have really, I consider it a mantra for main lesson block learning, and that is go deep, not wide. I would actually describe most unit studies as going wide, meaning their goal is to weave in as many different activities and, and resources as possible. In contrast, a main lesson block incorporates the activities in a particular rhythm, as I described. And learning is more of an experience rather than a collection of activities. This helps students learn in a more economical way that takes less time overall and helps to deepen the learning. If you want to hear more about this comparison, check out the episode, Block Learning is Fantastic for Homeschooling, and Here's Why. You can just go to artofhomeschooling.com episode 90. To summarize, 
main lesson block learning works because it allows for extended time on a given subject. It gives children an opportunity to use their thinking in a concentrated manner. It uses the concept of rhythm to carry the learning energy forward. It goes deep rather than wide, and it integrates many subjects into one topic that speaks to the interest and developmental stage of the child at different ages and grades. If you're looking for ongoing support in how to bring main lesson block learning to your homeschool, come join an amazing group of homeschoolers inside my mentorship community, Inspired at Home, where you can get the training you need to sustain your homeschooling journey through an extensive library of masterclasses, group coaching calls, and a warm and welcoming community of homeschoolers from all over the world. You can find the link in the show notes, which are at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 107. Or you can go directly to the Inspired at Home page, which is found at artofhomeschooling.com slash inspired at home. Thanks so much for listening in today. And I hope this episode helps you to embrace main lesson block learning in a way that brings more joyful activity into your home school. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. 